0: We all know that cars mean traffic, errands, and budgets.
1: But they should also represent freedom and fun. Join us as we work to find everyone a car they'll love. I'm Paul. I'm Todd. And this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. Hey, so the Z06s debuted over the weekend. Yes. First of the new content, three generations of the Corvette z 6 We're getting a lot of great feedback, and thank you guys for that. For sure, for sure. I, I feel like it's the symbiotic relationship. You guys are letting us yeah, know well, how, yeah. what you think of the, the latest episode, and this is the new content, mm-hmm. so next week is Cayman's coming mm-hmm. up. This coming week, yeah. Which I'm really excited about. It's I three generations Can't of Can't imagine Cayman, why, yeah. But yeah, the Z06 has happened, and it was some of the same footage from the American original. But it's
0: a different piece. But it's
1: completely different commentary.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a different piece. It's not, you would think, because, you know, why not just lift the Z06 piece out of the film It'd and put it on TV and vice versa? So no, we did. Way. So it, it's, yeah. it's re-edited, and so it is yeah. a different piece. Obviously, there's some similar footage, but it is a different piece. Uh, many of you that have seen both American Original, the Corvette film, and this Z06 TV episode have already commented about the fact you liked them both for different reasons. Thank you yeah. for that. That's yeah. awesome. thank you so much. Also, by the way, hang on while we're here. Jorge. On Facebook, asked oh, yes. a very good question. Thank you, Jorge, for the question. It is, you can't find the Z06 episode on uh, Motor Trend. Is it PC only? Let me see if I can unpack your question. I mm. think what you're asking is, where is it on the Motor Trend On Demand app? And it Which people have asked. People it ask isn't. That. Our show is right. not on there. Our show is not owned by Motor Trend. We are independent right. producers on the Motor Trend channel, and that is a bit confusing since Despite they're, the hashtag they're plastering the, screen, the Motor, Trend Motor Trend hashtag on Despite everything that, since yes. they've rebranded the channel, which is yes. a whole se- Don't get me started on that. <laughs> but anyway, no, what we have our independent producers with our independent content on there. It does not, at the moment, unless they change something for us, it is not on the Motor Trend On Demand app. You can get it on uh, Hulu, on PlayStation View. On cable, there are other places as well. If you have uh, any kind of, I have cable, and you get it through through mm-hmm. streaming, you can right, get it that right. way. It is on the Motor Trend channel, which used to be Velocity. In a few weeks, it will also be on Amazon Prime. I was going to say
1: that will come to Amazon Prime yes. for those of you who are screaming at the at your phone right now. Yes, yes, saying, and when
0: it, and when it's on
1: Motor Trend Network, when it's
0: on Amazon Prime, it will be available on Vimeo for those of you outside the U.S. or U.K. who can't yes. get Amazon Prime. Our, our content on Amazon—it's a whole—it's a whole thing. It's I still thing. don't
1: understand the Amazon versus Canada it's, thing. A, it's a whole—I I don't either. Don't it's know a whole why thing. they're yeah limiting that. But, but it, whatever, it will be out there.
0: This is the z 6 episode, and this, this is episode one of seven new weeks of brand new content from us. And you talked about a yeah. symbiotic relationship. We make Straight. content for you guys, the audience. We're just now getting this content in front of you. <laughs> this is the whole reason we make it. So we're thrilled exactly. you're you're looking at
1: it and talking about it. Thank you. Exactly. And thanks to our TV sponsors, Covercraft mm-hmm. and Grio's Garage. The code is the same for both companies yes, every day, mm-hmm. and the discount is the same, 10% off your order. So good news. We've streamlined that. Thank you to both of these companies. Honestly, we couldn't get this show done mm-hmm. on television and then eventually on Amazon Prime without both of these companies. Completely agree. Yeah, we are thrilled been, to be partners with them. Yeah, Thank Covercraft's you been
0: amazing to us. Uh, Grios keeps uh, keeps going, hey, we want to do another product giveaway, which we're excited about. Yeah, so, that will be coming. Uh, yeah, we need so so to do that. So we're excited sure. about both of those companies, and, and they're making the content happen. Heck, Covercraft is the presenting example. Executive producer sponsor of American Original, the Corvette film as well. It is. Yes. Because they're excited about us. Actually, one of the things that was said to us right around the time of the American Original premiere, we had Jesse from Covercraft was out for the premiere.
1: Yeah, he came out.
0: So and he made a comment about Covercraft's focus, and they would probably say this better than I would, but Covercraft's focus is to equip enthusiasts. They're not trying to lead the charge. They're not trying to say, get over here and get excited about cars. They want to equip enthusiasts who love their cars, and they're excited about us, you and me, Paul, and you guys, our audience, about being excited about cars. That's why they back this show, which is really cool. So any of their product is available 10% off with the code every
1: day. Absolutely. We love the association. A bit of housekeeping on the podcast right now. We have now officially switched to a provider that allows us To be out there on more platforms than we were before. True, true, true. So that's good news. I've actually found us on Spotify, but I just want to tell you all the places you can now find our podcast are, of course, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Definitely, yeah. Breaker, Castbox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Podbean. Radio Public, Spotify, and Stitcher. Yes, all of those places. All of these can be found. And yes, I found us on Spotify. Everything pushed through just fine. Mm-hmm. We're out there. So good news. Choose your platform totally. the way you like to listen to it, and we're out there. But, but I will say one last thing, actually. And, and Jeff asked us a question about this.
0: Jeff asked to clarify this. If you're wondering, so what do I need to do? Honestly? Just keep listening. There's nothing else to do. You don't have to do anything to change this. This is something we do on our side. RSS feeds change, that kind of stuff. The only reason we've warned you about it is in case for some reason there's a hiccup on your end, which shouldn't happen. The hiccup that's most common we learned the last time Was all of a sudden, you have a subscription to this show. Thank you, by the way. And all of a sudden, your phone thinks there's 400 new episodes. There's not. (laughs) There's just the normal ones we always do. What is this? It's just because the feed changes. Sometimes the podcast uh, aggregator, if you will, thinks it's a whole new thing. It's not, obviously, which is why we number the podcasts. So if you're hearing Mm -hmm. number
1: 371 right now, welcome. This is as as modern as it gets, (laughs) as of this minute. And please share the podcast with any of your car friends. We love the car community, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's something that we've cultivated and continue to grow, and it's due to you guys rating and reviewing the show and rating and reviewing on IMDb, so please mm-hmm. do that as well so it's not just the podcast on iTunes, but you can go to IMDb and Amazon and rate the show, the yeah. films, Thank all you. Of that stuff. Many Thank of you have done fun. it.
0: Thank you for that. We actually have a topic Tuesday that's very interesting, talking about the manual transmission. It's a really good question that came to us from Terrence. I want to talk about that. We also have a car debate coming up after the break for Garrett writing to us from Ohio. Ohio. And guess what? I know you're not surprised. Many, many,
1: many—I say it a lot of times—many <laughs> questions. Pretty cool. All right. So the topic Tuesday is uh, sent from Terrence, as mm-hmm. you mentioned. Some bad news about manual transmissions, and it was an interesting recent article that came out. Read.
0: I, I, I have some. The subversive was, thoughts
1: about this. The headline was, I thought, a little bit misleading. It's it's a bit clickbaity. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I just the bad news essentially is that car manufacturers, knowing that we enthusiasts. Want the manuals, and there's not the demand anymore, Mm -hmm. they're raising the prices on cars equipped with manual transmissions. So essentially the bad news is prices are going up on manual transmissions. And as proof of that, they've given an example of the Mazda 3 going up by $8,000 to get the manual on the new Mazda 3.
0: Yeah, it's okay. not it's not $8,000 to get the ma- manual. It's the fact that the manual is only offered on an upper trim
1: that costs exactly. you that money. It's part of a trim mm-hmm. package bundled in that trim that is the higher price. It's not... That is the price of the transmission. You get nothing else. You get a lot of other stuff with it in this whatever trim package.
0: Here's what I think is fascinating about this. And Terrence, you asked this a couple different places, and I'm glad we can talk about it a little bit. But actually, I think this article is exactly wrong. Hmm. I think this article is a sign of hope. Interesting. And here's why I say this. We as enthusiasts, honestly, this is one of the rare pieces of automotive news I've read where I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Those of us that love cars are making some sort of an impact. <laughs> and here's why I say this. Okay. What's happening okay. is, and, and and this is not. Look, this is also cherry picking cars that support the story that they've put out here. Of course, but of course, so it's not. This isn't happening across the board. But here's here's the history. The history is the manual transmission option has traditionally always been the cheapest way you can get a car, and all of us enthusiasts go, "Yay, a manual transmission!" Right, right. But then dig in a bit for five minutes with you and me, or with any group of enthusiasts, and what's the secondary thing that says? Because we can, we just honestly can't be happy. The second thing we say <laughs> no, satisfying is satisfying us. Right. No, no, not at all. The second thing we say is, though, but wait a minute. I don't want a manual with just the base engine and the base options. I'd like to get the upper engine, see the Genesis G70. I'd like to get the bigger engine with a nicer package and get a manual. And manufacturers haven't been doing that. Here's evidence in this article of manufacturers doing exactly that. They're saying Mm -hmm. the people that are going to buy the upper trims that really like and want their car are also, in some cases, the people that really want to drive their car, i.e. manual transmission. Let's make it an option at the higher spec. Interesting. I think this is good news to be able to have cars at the upper spec where the manual becomes an option. And let's also say this. I suspect that the R&D, because it used to be the thing where we're going to make a manual, of course we are because that's cheap, and then the automatic is expensive, that equation's flopping just because of the take rate. So now you have to decide as a manufacturer, we want to spend the money to make sure we have a manual. So that cost has got to come from somewhere. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. So
0: I actually think this is an enthusiast win I would love for cars that have manuals to all be available as a manual on the upper level trims only. Honestly.
1: Sure. I can definitely see that. If we're going to pick one. I can
0: definitely see that. I'd like it to be a manual on every trim possible. Let's be honest. But if we're going (laughs) to pick one, let's have manual available at the upper trims. you can get the car exactly like you want it and a manual versus – well, I had the base model because I need that manual transmission.
1: And for various reasons, there's plenty of us enthusiasts who want the manual but can't for various reasons. Mm-hmm. You're sharing a car with somebody who doesn't drive mm-hmm. a stick mm-hmm. shift. You've got you know a knee problem or a hip or something, and, or you're commuting. There's plenty of reasons. We want yeah. one, yeah, yeah. but just the availability. The thing you've just touched on, though, is exactly what's in my mind, and okay. that is manual transmissions moving in the perception of car manufacturers mm-hmm. from a no-cost option and we've just added it on, and I guess we've sourced a manual transmission, we'll just figure out how to bolt it up to the engine. Yeah, that one's that one's
0: been in our, in our tool bag forever. We exactly. may as well put it on that car, yeah. It's
1: now become a premium choice, mm-hmm. reflected in price here as part mm-hmm. of the trim level, mm-hmm. which is, to your point, the article, but it's now a curated choice on the part of the manufacturer. It's mm-hmm. now a, okay, we're going to continue to do this, but... We're actually focused on it. It's sort of this juicy option over here. Interesting. It's, it's interesting. no longer yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the afterthought. Well, I guess we'll do both. Since it comes we've with had that period. It, yeah, it comes with that period. Yeah. But now it's okay, enthusiasts. We're mm. still going to be around. We're actually targeting it better. There are some examples. I went digging, as a matter of fact. oh.
0: Okay, good for you.
1: I didn't look up the particular cars, although there are some that I want to touch on. I didn't look up. All the cars that are offered with manual transmission, but the car companies that still offer here in 2019 manual transmissions at some car in their lineup. And I came up with 12 car companies. Awesome. You think that there's no more manuals? Yeah. 12 companies BMW and Mini. I'm considering them both the same, same, even though we could carve them out. Yeah, for sure. For sure. General Motors, of course. You can still buy the ATS V. Cadillac with a manual transmission.
0: That's pretty, cool. and I think that's only the base engine to, to discuss this point. But the fact that it exists at all is very cool.
1: The ATS V. Oh,
0: the V. Of course you can with yes. the manual transmission. Yes, and that's killer. Yeah, there, there's the upper super level as well. cool. Sorry, I misunderstood you. Yes,
1: FCA of course covering Fiat. So there's plenty of yeah, stuff in okay. there. All right, yep. Ford of course. Mm-hmm. We've got you know the Mustang. We've got various you know fusions and you know other things yeah, with course. manuals. Honda. Hyundai and Kia, I'm counting them Mm -hmm. as one, even though theoretically I could name them as two, and then I've come up with 14 car companies. Mazda, Mm -hmm. the Nissan 370Z. (laughs) <laughs> the only thing in the lineup, isn't uh-huh, it? Uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: But, but to their credit... At least it's still out it's there. It's ancient tech. Yeah. But to their credit, it was also one of the very first to do synchro rev match. They were. That's what they call it, synchro off, rev and matches. It's So st- and, and it works and, it's, and it's and it's cool. works. and it has an off button. It does. Yeah. So
1: does the Corvette. But yes, yes. it's but, but pretty they, cool. They said, hey, look at this, a decade ago. Nissan anyway. still makes the cut with their one you're car right, with, with the manual their transmission. their one car, you're right. Porsche, of course... Subaru, mm-hmm. Toyota, yeah, and Volkswagen. Impressive. That's a pretty. That's healthy a good list. That's a good list. list. It really is. Because yeah. here we're thinking, oh, only BMW and Mazda, the only companies offering manuals. Yeah. Wait a minute, let's really think about this. That's good. That's now, really I, good. I went after Audi, thinking, ah, there's got to be an A4 with a manual transmission mm. somewhere in here. Not anymore. In 2018, there was really in 2019. It's died that recently. They're all dual clutch with the S tronic designation. They're all sure. dual okay. clutch yeah. transmissions now. Even the RS3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The R8, everything. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Jaguar the F Type for 2020. The manual F Type is gone. Really? So quick, get in line for your 2019 F Type when you can still get the manual transmission. I didn't realize they killed that. That, that for is 2020, the F Type has gone away. So that's why Jaguar is not included, even mm. though right now theoretically you can. But okay. they're phasing that out, and I'm sure it's due to the clientele and the buyers yeah. and the perception. The and people that why. were going to buy,
0: look, honestly, the people that were going to buy a manual transmission. I'm glad they brought it out at all. Manual transmission F-type have done so by now. Yeah. That's the truth of it,
1: and they're and, they're out there for you. And I'm and I'm going to rant for
0: all of us. Look, I am <laughs> the king of buy, buy the used car. I mean, that's the reason I own a Lotus Elise is because I only buy used. I mean, but somebody out absolutely. there, if you have the money to buy an enthusiast car new, please do so, so that you can represent and hold the, the flag for the rest of us that love <laughs> Carry cars the torch. and just be like, folks, there are those of us out here with money because when you buy, look, I, I am I am fully guilty when you buy your used manual transmission FRS because you mm-hmm. want to save money and mm-hmm. you buy it for twenty grand. Toyota doesn't count that as, oh, there's enthusiasts out there that like a manual. They got their money because somebody (laughs) bought that car new.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean... We've had that discussion. Keep For buying sure. the new For cars, sure. keep leasing them because it creates a used car market, and that's mm-hmm. you know a whole su- separate subject that we have talked about. And that is the car sharing business or the subscription mm-hmm. business actually creating an entire used car market or adding to it. It won't be enthusiast cars, but no. You, the, wow, you could find a lot, of, a lot of Altimas. <laughs> true. Yeah, the the Ultima does not have a manual transmission. No more Ultimas for that.
0: (laughs) The small five-seat CUV, there's a a litany of those because they just got finished
1: being used as, I don't know. Yeah. But how crazy is that? I just, I think you're right. I think this is good news for all of us. They're part of Mm -hmm. trim packages. They're part of new levels. But again, I come back to the manufacturers really targeting Mm -hmm. us enthusiasts with the trim, with manual transmissions being a special thing because- not everybody knows how to drive them anymore. It's kind of this not lost art. That's too far, but, but I take your point. Yeah. It's just becoming kind of an afterthought to people. And it just, in a lot of cases, just doesn't work for people. Yeah. But then here we are, this, you know, Motley group, weird group, seeking of people. them out. Yes, for sure, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Let's hope we continue. So we have a really
0: cool car debate coming up after the break. But you know what, Terrence? Thank you for that for that article because it was just mm-hmm. you just kind of said, "I'm going to yeah. lay this here." What do you think? And <laughs> it was and fun to read it and right just go, "Hmm, what do we think?" I I just love that the manuals are still out there at all, and I I thank you for doing that
1: research, Paul, on that many manufacturers because I did not expect that list. I mean, I could have looked up the the specific cars. Audi, of True, course, is the ones course. I came across. Yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah. You can't get an A4 with a manual anymore? Yeah. What yeah. does this world come to? That's what it's come to, yeah. But, you know, at least we've got 12 car manufacturers mm-hmm. on the – and that is in the U.S., I will say. Sure. For, no, no, no. Fair point. Yeah, oh, I yeah, have yeah, not yeah. even covered Europe because we haven't yes. even covered Peugeot and uh, Renault. Renault and, and 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 yeah, they, Renault, totally. Yep, all those car manufacturers that, you know, have so many more cars in Europe mm. that it's sort of like, ah, back to normal when we the go to Europe. The Dacia I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can. Yeah, Terrence, thank you so much. Hey, if you've got your own Topic Tuesday, and many of you are, I'm noticing, some of the questions are a little bit deeper and more thoughtful, thought-provoking on social media. So we're going to try to use those for Topic Tuesday kinds of questions like this. And then if you've got your own car debate, Write to us everyday TV at gmail.com, and then you can find us under the About tab, the contact button right there on everydaydriver.com. Yep, and many of you are writing to us. Tell us what's on your minds, what you know, what you're shopping for, and uh, let us know. But for now, we'll take a break and we'll be back. We all have a lot of to do lists, and some of them get quite long. You know, drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk. Here's an idea, though. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list. And the good thing is, you don't have to drop off or pick up anything.
0: All you have to do is go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save, you've heard it before, 15% or more on your car insurance.
1: Extra money in your pocket? This just may be the most rewarding to-do thing on your list today. We're back
0: with a car debate for Garrett, who's writing to us from Ohio. He's, uh, he's looking for a car that fits his drum kit. <laughs> And by the way, is also fun to drive. Exactly. He currently has yeah. a, a Focus, the SE. So no, no hot version of Focus. He has a 2012 Focus SE hatchback. And his concern, and you and I have driven this car a while back. We drove this oh, car, yes. and we encountered yes, this that's problem.
1: Right. That's right. The
0: concern is this was Ford doing a dual-clutch-style transmission, and it's, how do I put this? <laughs> it's, it's, it's lacking most of the time. <laughs> That's where I'm going to leave it, and it's had multiple. That was delicate, by you know, the way. I, I'm, try, that I'm was trying, thoughtful just, and
1: just curated and delicate. Walking through the oh, rakes man. right there,
0: but it is lacking most of the time. If you hammer it, and it feels good about itself, is about the only time it kind of works right. But it's not good in stop and go, and and so Garrett's had this car has had many many problems with this transmission.
1: And yet he still likes the car, which I think is really interesting. I remember the steering turn in was pretty crisp on that car. Yes, agreed. Which is why the yeah. car is so fun to drive. But then, yes, there is this transmission. And side note, Garrett, and any of you driving these cars... There is a class action suit for the power shift dual clutch transma- transmission for 2012 to 2016 Ford Focus cars and 2011 to 2016 Ford Fiestas with this transmission. So if you haven't already been contacted by Ford or your <laughs> dealer, look into this because this is not just yeah. Garrett. It, yeah, they, they know it's a thing. It's, it's a thing. The they, proposed yeah. settlement is
0: 148
1: pages long. Because, you know, yeah, lawyers got to pay get the bills. We've got to do some writing. Yeah. Some writing has got to happen here. We're writing if it's done. Yeah. And we've got to get some money back out of this. But, yes, he has had the shop flash the transmission five separate times. The clutch assembly has been replaced once under warranty. And the issue is still there. Wow. Sorry, Garrett. Not good. He says he's already about to enter into arbitration at this point. But I would suggest the class action. Maybe that's what you're referring to. But... We'll move on to see if we can find you a car. Yes. He's grown up with the car family his whole life. He's always been big into racing. And when he and his dad, when he was 10, he and his dad built an engine for a 65 Impala. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. And he said, I always wanted a sporty car. Never could afford it until about now. And he's turning 25 in May. Happy advanced birthday. Yes. And he's thinking, all right, I got to get something fun, but he's got this musician caveat.
0: But honestly, here's the good news for Garrett, though. I don't know if you thought about this. Garrett, you've done a variation of what I did when I turned 25 you are in the same calendar year getting married and turning 25. You got married a couple months ago and you're turning 25. The great thing about that combination is your insurance is about to plummet, my friend. (laughs) That's true. So now is the time for a sporty car because your insurance cost just went way down. So you would like to get something really sporty, but there's two problems. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You are a drummer and you don't want to sacrifice. You have a guy in your band that actually puts his guitar and amp in his S2000 and it's a ridiculous clown car (laughs) moment. And I don't blame you. You have a drum kit that you've already told us will not fit. In a Fiesta ST, which is an interesting thing that you've already told us to stay away from. I find that fascinating. You have to have a hatchback of approximately Ford Focus size to make this work for you, Mm -hmm. but you want genuine fun to drive, which you don't have right now. This is a fascinating combination of things.
1: And um, mm, drum kit. And all it's right. going to be manual. All right. all right. So side note, Garrett, I'm sure you've, you and all the other musicians listening have heard this joke. And I'm a musician, too. I actually grew up since I was five taking classical lessons on the piano. And I I remember gigs. But, you know, the joke is musicians are the only people who will load $5,000 worth of gear into a $500 car to drive 100 miles for a $50 gig. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, we've totally. all heard the joke, but it's really kind of funny. It is funny. And yes. I, I point the fingers at me because I've done that in high school and college. I was doing the same thing, loading my keyboard and stand and the whole deal. And <laughs> like, what am I doing? And then you get that there and funny. it's super awesome. And you had a great time. That's but, very funny. You know, I, I remember this too. So yes, I'm, I'm pointing the fingers at me. But yes, he's got to get this drum kit into the car. And he says, it was not fun cramming drums into a Monte Carlo, which is the car that he had for mm-hmm. a while until mm-hmm. he had this Ford Focus. So he prefers the hatch. His drive is about 65% rural driving and 45% urban driving. But this could change because he's got some career opportunities coming up. Very cool. Doesn't say what those are. And he prefers not having rear wheel drive due to the winters in Ohio. Okay. So. Winter tires. Sorry. Sorry. No track driving. He said, but I'm not going to baby it. He's going to be driving this thing. Manual transmission. It's got to be hatchy Mm -hmm. for the drum kit. Hopefully handily as well. Yes, ideally. And, you know, he says, the problem that I have right now, he doesn't actually know how to drive a stick shift. I think the reason why is fascinating. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is interesting. Yeah. Garrett's
0: father found a really weird security mechanism when, when Garrett was growing up. He had, again, if you've heard the story, Garrett was in the garage as, as early as 10 helping his dad wrench on cars. Yeah. His dad had a lot of hot rod, fast car guy things, all of which were manual. So, to keep Garrett from being a teenager who snuck out the house and took one of the hot cars, he never taught Garrett to drive stick. This was the security measure. I, uh, Garrett, it, uh, your dad is probably listening at this point. And I'm going to say yeah. simultaneously I, part of me wants to shake your father's hand, and part of me wants to pull him aside and be like, why did you do that? Yeah. It's, it's, the dad in me is like, nicely played. <laughs> but the car
1: enthusiast in me is like, but he can't drive a manual. Although, here's a counterpoint. Okay. If I were his dad, mm-hmm. I would have taught him from an early age because you know he's going to take my car at some point And therefore, he will know exactly how to baby it and drive it and drive it properly without crunching the gears or doing anything wrong. And so I've taught you so well that you can actually yes. drive it properly. And I know you're going to take care of it, ideally. Ideally. You you, you say, you say that. It's a counterpoint. I'm just toying with the idea right now. But if, if you, you know, if he knew perfectly how to drive it and he he could, you know, double clutch and he could do everything perfectly fine, then his dad would theoretically have no worries, right? Then you
0: get a caffeine-addled 16-year-old, which I was one,
1: and it all goes out the window because <laughs> car! <laughs> car! Yeah. it's <laughs> true. Yeah. And the thing that you're taking the car to. Yes, exactly. So meant. Garrett has... Uh, so, so
0: so, hi, dad. By the way, it might be time for a manual <laughs> transmission lesson. Let's help Garrett out. Exactly. Anyway,
1: so Garrett's got...
0: He's hoping about $17,000 to spend. He's given you up to nineteen.
1: Yeah, because yeah. you
0: always get a free pass. I'm, I'm so, going to push on that but, a little but, bit. Of, maybe. of course you are. But the thing, I'm trying to focus definitely below 20 and as close as I can get to 15 if possible. That's where okay. we are here. Fair but enough. Yeah.
1: Fair enough. I mean, he's given us the suggestions. He's been looking at you know STs and GTIs and WRXs, Mazda Speed 3s, which mm-hmm. he says, eh, they've kind of got high miles. You know, He wants something with about 50,000, 49,000, somewhere in there. And he even tested her of a Kia Forte five SX a few weeks ago, and he said only had thirty eight thousand miles on it. Mm-hmm. It's only thirteen five. He almost bought it, but then this ST is a splinter in his brain. He wants the Focus ST.
0: He likes his Focus. I, the thing I think is amazing, Gary, is the fact that after all of the problems you've had with your current Focus, <laughs> you're willing. You for more still abuse. you still love driving it. You said mm-hmm. it's your favorite car mm-hmm. you've ever ever owned, and you would like to have the upgraded version of that. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's fascinating. You don't want to leave the Ford brand. Normally, when people ha- like you have the problems like you've had, that becomes the write-off of the brand. That's the catalyst for leaving we get the those brand, yeah. emails where it's like, "I had one car in, the, in this brand, and I had these problems. Never again." So, I applaud you for not wiping Ford
1: off the slate here. But I actually think we should get you out of a focus into a different platform. I agree with you. I'm toying with some ideas here, but they're all um, they're a bit safe. But because you're 25 and I feel like you've got time to work your way up. Sure. And for right now, sure. we're staying in the hatch area because drum kit. Yeah. That may change. Maybe the eventual gig you have, you've got your practice set at your practice location, and then wherever you play, it's Look already, drums are already right. set up there. You don't need eh, to bring maybe, them anymore. Yeah. Or you're playing digital drums or something like that. So things could change. We've got plenty of time to work our way into German cars. But what I'm hearing right now is reliability (laughs) and somewhat insurance is still a factor. Even 25 and married, it's still a bit of a factor.
0: It is. It is, yeah. But it's about to take a cut in half, yeah. (laughs) it is good
1: news. So I'm looking at Japanese and Korean brands so far. Okay. I thought it was interesting you were toying with a GTI because, of course, GTI, that's the yeah. answer.
0: Yeah, yeah. Plenty of room, but do everything you want to do, and it'd be genuinely fun to drive. Yeah.
1: There is a car here. There's the Honda Civic EX hatchback, pretty good size. Okay. yeah. It's less on the sport side and more on the I-can-take-your-drums side of the equation. Yes. Agreed. And still fit another person. It's not like
0: it's just you and drums. Yes. He wants to have the ability to have a second seat available, probably for his wife when he takes the drums <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. It, it trust me, trust me. Even two months into marriage when it's total honeymoon period, you don't want to be like, honey, you can't come with me because I'm taking the drums. Okay? <laughs> that that's that's a conversation that, that's that's to a that. non not a non starter. Yeah. All
1: right. So then the Hyundai Elantra GT stuck out in my mind because that's cool. you and I drove this car yeah. in downtown LA as hey, it's mildly sporty, but for the price... <laughs> you can see sporty from here. You can. You can. Yeah. They still come with a manual transmission. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. And it seems like it's one of the first cars that Hyundai is doing that is um, subscribing to that N line, and now you can't actually buy the manual transmission. It's changed to the N version of that car, yeah, so... Yeah. the GT doesn't have it, but you can, fortunately, in the end, end line of that car. But what are we talking just about cost-wise cool. here, though? So they're uh, 19 and under. So depending on miles, they're 19 and under, which is good. You're cool. finding fine used ones with the manuals that are still that are running that already? Indeed. Interesting. Indeed okay. I am. All right. So that's, that, that is a compelling. That made it interesting for me because they're pretty low miles. Yeah. And as far as just a car that's going to run and you can mm-hmm. rely on. Sure, sure, sure. And, yeah, it's just, it feels like a car you can beat on. You can just go yeah. have fun yeah. with it, tear around in it front wheel drive mm-hmm. good winter tires mm-hmm. all that stuff it's kind of the other hatch the yeah. other hatch meat yeah. is what it the is other
0: hatch meat wow that's frightening okay uh well while, <laughs> while <laughs> let that here. sink in right now yeah no that's all bad back away slowly while <laughs> while we're here talking about hatches that are not necessarily overly hot because let's be honest your focus se isn't i like that elantra but i am going to say it why not shop a Mazda 3? I know you've talked Mazda Speed 3s. You feel like that's a little old and high mileage mm-hmm. for the ones you could get into. Mm-hmm. And that car is crazy hair on fire fun. But what about the the generation we're just finishing? Because, you know, they just released a new new model that's not really out yet. The generation right, we're just right. finishing, that version of the Mazda 3 is a very nice place to be with good space. And it's surprisingly dynamic. It's not set up to be a, wow, look at the handling hot hatch. And yet you get it on the back road and it's solid. It's not... It's not going to wow you because it's not intended to, but that's a really nice car. If you're going to look at that Elantra, at least cross-shop it with the Mazda because I think it's worthwhile. But I did chase hot hatches. Mm, Did you? I realized. Uh I realized that I am Garrett. That's what I realized. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry, Garrett, but this is what happened. First off, honestly, for your budget, I looked them up. Hatch WRXs all day long. Yeah, that's pretty good. Are they under nineteen? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, now, the problem with the WRX, you can go back you know, a few years to a lot of years. How far back do you want to go?
1: We're not talking STI, are we? No,
0: no, 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 no. no, no, no I'm not talking STI. Okay. I'm talking, okay. talking hatch WRX. Okay. So really? we're a full generation back because they haven't done that in more yeah, than a
1: generation. Like but 2010, somewhere but, there. I mean, yeah. But
0: it comes up to like 2014, if I'm not mistaken. So okay. it's in that okay. range. So good. how far back do you want to go, Garrett? Fun, good, good space, everything you're wanting. All-wheel drive, nice seats. You know, you can get a manual or you can even get an auto in a lot of cases because I'm not talking STI. Okay. So think about that reality, okay? So So here's, the, here's my thinking about the WRX. The concern is your budget, they're out there, but they're out there for everything from 50,000 miles to 110. So let's just shop the lower end of that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then dig into, if you're interested, dig into forums because these cars have been around so long with the same engine for so long, well, yeah. Uh, certainly yeah. the generation you're buying is still the same engine for so long. Parts are available. You can look up and find this, this year, this setup, these are the things I need to replace or are bound to go wrong. You can know that before you even buy one. Hmm. So you can just get ahead of any theoretical potential problems, and, or you can talk to the person selling the car and be like, has this been done? Sure, sure. Okay? So there's there's an overwhelming amount of information out about those cars. So I think the WRX is compelling, but I have two for you because I've owned them both, and mm. they're both worthwhile. Okay. The Subaru. Yeah, good. The Saab 92X. That is the 0506 WRX hatch in a Saab suit. It is honestly one of the – I I know this is personal preference. I think it's one of the best-looking hatches of the last 10 or 15 years. It's just a very nice, classy – Look without being I mean, it's, shouty. It's, it's wagony hatch. It's yes, not hatchy yes, hatch. Absolutely, but it's it's very classy looking. Mm-hmm, good amount mm-hmm. of space, but it's all Subaru running gear. It's true. That's true. You can get them all day long for your budget. I like your,
1: your prior generation WRX. I like that idea. Uh, yeah, and
0: and, and that would be compelling. that would be newer than the Sabaru. Right, but the Sabaru is going to be cheaper.
1: True. And the thing about the
0: Subaru here's the thing about that. It is much better with the five speed manual. You can get it in a six-speed auto that's, or a slush box auto. It's, mm-hmm. it's not a dual-clutch. But here's the thing. After you coming out of your dual-clutch disaster in the, in the Focus, <laughs> you might like a normal just – it's an auto. It's just an auto. True. The problem with the auto in the Saab 92X is that the turbo it, – it's harder to find the turbo in the auto. It's hard – I mean, not, not the, the spec. I mean, when you put your foot in it
1: – Was yours turboed?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. It was. You have to get the arrow.
1: Right, you have to get the aero version,
0: right. which is the turbo. But but if you put your foot in it in an automatic, it takes longer for the engine to decide, oh, you, oh you're serious? You want the turbo power now with the... Yeah. The, the manual, <laughs> it's much easier okay. to extract that. But it, you could get an auto and that works out. And then, of course, I have to say it. I have it in my own driveway. You could get a Lancer Rally Art all day long for your money.
1: You could. That's very true. Now, That's true. the caution here is... It's just not manual in the
0: Rally Art, right? The caution here is... Well, but I, he's not... He's not definitely getting a manual. But the caution here is you're coming out of a finicky dual-clutch transmission. Mm-hmm, the Lancer mm-hmm. Rally Art, I will say, is another finicky <laughs> dual-clutch transmission. It's like cold right? it is worlds better than the one you've had in the Ford. Oh, yeah. yeah. But you are stepping from a dual-clutch into a dual-clutch. You might want to move on from that. But Lancer Rally Art... Honestly, man, if you can find one, and again, when I went shopping, there were six in the country with the spec I wanted. Six nationwide, which is why I bought mine from Wisconsin. Anyway, Interesting. side note. Yeah. Interesting. But you could find those cars. Your budget, you're going to have money left over in the Subaru or the Rallyard. You're going have money left over in your budget, which I
1: love that. Mm, great ideas. Honestly, well done. Well played. Garrett, I have one more. Drums car in to the suggest. back. Drums. I haven't Absolutely. tried drums in the back, but I will have to say my
0: Lancer has the biggest hatch I've had in a while. It's Maybe a you huge could teach hatch. your son to play drums,
1: and you know, then but, try it out. Then but it, we'd have a test case. I,
0: but if I did that, he would play the drums while we're in the car because my son mm. is obsessed with noise.
1: That's a good point. Yeah,
0: probably better to not. The, the exhaust has enough noise for all of us. That's true, and yet he would be playing the
1: drums. While driving in the car. Yeah, the way, and, and then he, and then the singing oh, would yeah. happen. Oh, yeah. yeah. right. Okay, Garrett, one last car, and that is the Hyundai Veloster Turbo. Oh, okay. All right, I see it. I remember you and I liked this little car. Mm-hmm. And it's got the quirky rear door, so it's actually four-door. It's just, you know, only one door on, on the left it's, side of the car. It's a
0: three-door with a hatch, so it is a four-door car. It's
1: actually... Pretty cool. I like the styling. The first generation, I like these cars a lot. And I came away really liking the dynamics on a little mountain road that you and I tested them on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had them as part of an episode. We did. You can find it on long YouTube. A long time ago, yeah. And I really dug it. And this was before the turbo actually mm-hmm. was introduced. And I thought, man, if only they had a little bit more power. And yeah. then they dropped the turbo on us. And I thought, now they're down in price where... It's still hatchy, mm-hmm. reliable, mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 plenty of space in the back. It's a bit quirky, but maybe that's you. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm thinking reliability here. And I, I continue to point to Hyundai for that. They just, for
0: run. sure. For sure. They just do. That car offers one feature that no other car on the market offers. I'm serious. You Besides open the up, door? You open up the driver's door to find three electronic window switches. <laughs> <laughs> Won't find on any other car. Not going to happen. When I was at the, the local Salt Lake Auto Show, I took my son. It's a little weird at first, local but then you get used to it. Salt Lake Auto Show, yeah. and we walked by the Veloster. We have to walk up to the driver's side first. And I said, "Hey, hey, hey, little man, do me a favor. How many doors are on this side?" And he looks at it and he goes. He looked at me like I was an idiot. He's like, "There's one." <laughs> and I said, "Walk around the other side for me." He walks around and I said, "How many doors on this side?" And I just I just sat there silent. And it was like a three or four second beat. And he goes, "There's two here." How funny. is you're right. It's a three-door car. So I walked him back around to the driver's side to open the door. And I said, how many window switches do you see? And he's like,
1: three. He's like, I know. Three window switches. <laughs> how fun was it's that? It's the weirdest thing on the planet. How anyway. How fun is that? Well, Garrett, thank you so much for writing to us. Like I said, if you've got your own debate, you know where to hit us up. For We've sure. We've got a ton of questions to jump, jump to here. So let's do this. Okay. I have to start with
0: a Porsche one. Oh, really? I know you're surprised. Uh, but let's start with Porsche. Damn it, Patton. Our friend has written in and asked this very interesting question about sales numbers. Mm, okay. According to the numbers he's looking at, and I have read similar numbers, 40%, 40% of new 9-11s. Now, little, here's my little side rant. The 9-11 comes in far too many variants. It's like maybe, 25 flavors at maybe, this point of the 911. and and I, And when I go to a Cars and Coffee now, there are so many 911s, it's almost boring. And it becomes a discussion of which tiny little variant did you get that I don't have? There's like 25 <laughs> variants. But 40% of them are being sold as the GT models, which is the GT2, GT3, the, the upper level, I think I'm a race car driver models. Okay? And mm-hmm. please don't get me wrong. Okay. I'm not making fun. These are fantastic cars. Okay, But this is not necessary for most people, and yet 40% of buyers are buying them. His question is, is this going to affect the value of these cars over time? Because theoretically, the GT models are the, oh, you got one of those. But if you're selling 40% of them or that, what happens to resale? And damn it, Patton, I will tell you the answer right now, because we looked it up this week in a separate conversation the nine eleven GT three is supposed to be this <laughs> vaulted you can't get them car. Yeah. And yeah. the nine nine one, which we're just coming out of, the early nine nine one GT threes, I'm not gonna suggest this is affordable, but it was much <laughs> cheaper than I expected. They're down to a hundred and twenty grand. They're down to one hundred and twenty. But, but they moly. started at the better part of two hundred. They did. They did. And if you look at the prior gen, the nine nine sevens, those cost about the same because there's fewer of
1: them. Interesting point. I mean, you're you're, I'm salivating over here, just dreaming about the. It Doesn't the change the fact that you desperately want one. Yes,
0: and and all of us listening. The upside to those of us that are the the president of Vibe used is you <laughs> can because there's quote unquote too many of these GTs now. GTs for everybody in four or five years, but it is going to to drop those prices down because now you have to get the GT2 RS that nobody has mm-hmm. for it to hang on to value. Not that mm-hmm. that's why you buy it, but you follow my point.
1: Interesting. Okay, there's a funny question over here. Not funny, but funny in an in interesting sort of thought-provoking way from Jesus T. on Facebook. Okay. What well-established existing car brand in the U.S. would we exchange for hmm. a brand we can't get here? And he says a forbidden brand, something we can't yep. get in the U.S. If you can't find the full brand, what about specific cars? And he definitely lists the Alpha 4C and trade that for an Alpine A110. Okay. Which I think we would. Without even driving the Alpine A110, <laughs> I think I'll do that, yeah. Honestly, it actually kind of ties into Ryan's question down here. Ryan H. talks about when will North America get over their addiction to unnecessarily gigantic vehicles? (laughs) It's just that. It's good to have a dream. I'm tying these two questions together. (laughs) Okay, please. Because there's so many little cars in Europe that I would love to have here. The Peugeot 208s and 308s. Sure, sure, sure. Bring those over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Let's tear around in those instead of another gigantic even the blazer the new chevy blazers like mm-hmm. make the k5 the reincarnation of the k5 blazer yeah yeah, yeah. or don't don't yeah. bring us that like, <laughs> fine <laughs> Unimpressed. okay it's we it's, have another suv it's the perception of safety honestly i keep mm. coming back to this and i haven't ranted about this in a while but okay. it's the perception Let's of do it the big car is the safe one uh-huh. i want my family uh-huh. in the big car because they'll be protected in that that mindset means you're going through the crash. What about avoiding it in entirely? <laughs> avoiding completely. From I the missed outside. the crash. Look at me. I outbraked, I out accelerated yeah. or I outmaneuvered yeah, yeah. the thing, totally. the, the thing that was happening. Totally. I keep coming back to that. And it's, it's this perception of I'm going to sit up high. I can see the road and I'm safe. Mm-hmm. Let's define safe. Let's upgrade you, the driver first. Yeah. 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 And then let's choose the cars accordingly. But I love the the little stuff and, Ah, uh, the, the Renault, Megane RS280. Yes, yes fantastic. Uh, bring those kind of cars yeah. over. I'll, I'll happily, I'll trade some Hellcats. Can we, I mean, they're big well, and they're awesome and yeah, drag yeah. racing and burnouts and all, but I'll trade a few of those. <laughs>
0: drag racing and I'll, burnouts and all, but...
1: Lose, I will happily lose like drag it. races if I can like a little car and we can tear up some of our favorite canyon roads. Tom, who used to
0: shoot for us and now mm-hmm. works for Automotor & Sport, Yes, which relates to a question coming up here in a minute, but he actually has driven the updated only available in Europe, Fiesta ST, and talked about how it's even better than the one we got. But yeah. we're over
1: here going, oh, we're not going to get that. Guy. It's 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 kind of tragic, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the answer to David E.'s question. Is there anything in the Hot Hatch segment that has the Shelby GLHS mindset, the Dodge Omni? Okay. All right. <laughs> it's Keep that, going. It's that Focus ST. It's the new one. It's that yeah, mindset right. of... High strung, putting a lot of power and energy through the front of the car, and yeah, no. Yeah, okay. All right. Snorty, little beast. Yeah, for Group sure. Group B from the 80s and bringing that mindset back, right? Totally,
0: totally. Well, the reason I brought up where Tom works, which is the biggest magazine in Europe, which is crazy. And he's getting everything. He he's, yeah, everything like five it's minutes before everybody else. It's so crazy. Awesome. The access he's had, it's awesome. But the question is from J- JD on Facebook. He said, okay. If big publications all put in for the same car, mm-hmm. who gets it first? He's, he, and he lists Motor Trend, Car and Driver, Road and Track, Top Gear, and Grand Tour, all put in for the same car who gets it first. Well, the, the answer is twofold. One, get in line because uh-huh. there is a, there's a little bit on that list. Everybody's big enough that there's a little bit of first come, first serve. But I would say to you that the TV shows would probably get it first because they're going to release it last Okay. So you can give it Fair to them first because there's no way they're going to break an embargo. After that, honestly, on your list, Motor Trend wins. The mm-hmm. thing that most mm-hmm. people don't realize, but it's very true, Motor Trend is – you've heard about a black hole sucking everything into its into its center.
1: Especially their top 10 or best drivers. Motor Trend shootouts. is that for yeah. press cars. They suck everything in.
0: They When they do their cars of the year, they pull – If they pick the 3 Series, it's not because they drove a version of the 3 Series. They called the BMW press fleet, and they pulled every 3 Series (laughs) in the fleet. And they keep them until they're done. You and I kill ourselves. And and don't get me wrong. We're not alone in this. This is very common. Oh, yes. You and I kill ourselves, and you do a great job of chasing most of them. Uh, we kill ourselves trying to get cars on the calendar around other people's schedules and we want to have them for long enough to get done what we need to do. Motor Trend is big enough that they pull whatever they want, they keep it as long as they want. Mm -hmm. They just do that. Mm -hmm. And then there's terrible stories about many cars that have come back from Motor Trend and can't go to anyone else because they've been damaged enough that now they're just going to sit in a corner and collect dust. I hate to say it. They are big enough, they have enough reach that they're able to do that and and i've joked about this for years if car and driver and everyday driver call on the same day we're not getting that car.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It, there is there is a hierarchy. Well, for sure. you know, Grand Tour isn't either because they're not really going to be reviewing the latest. They're not whatevers. reviewing cars anymore. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's too many press McLaren Sennas floating around in the True. press fleets. That had to be a privately owned car, probably. Well, and there,
0: well, no, but they're in England. They probably pulled, they probably Maybe pulled that. from so. McLaren. Maybe McLaren just... being the rare exception, but most of the time, yeah, they get the, the super hot stuff from private owners. There's like but five now... Sennas in the press fleet. Do you want one? Yeah. Well, I- England honestly has a better ratio yeah, of, no. of press cars to car journalists, and so does Canada than the. U S does. But the other thing about it is a grand tour now is only going to be what we've always said. It was a travel show with a car problem. So they're going to have old land Rovers from 30 years ago totally. anyway. So they don't even need press. They're, cars. they're not even a drain on they the press. Yeah.
1: So funny. All right. So Scott B asked, what do we think of rooftop storage boxes, soft bags, or trailer hitch mounted storage bins and trays and that kind of thing for families who occasionally need to load up the car rather than driving a giant SUV or a van. He says, you know, vehicles should be purchased based on the human seating needed And then the storage can be added. I like where your head's at. Yeah, Scott, you and I can be friends. I I like this, yeah. It's not where car manufacturers are at because cup holders Mm -hmm. and people leave stuff in their cars. Mm -hmm. It's not like you're cleaning your car out. That's a question. Are are you all, and this is a question to everybody, are you cleaning your cars out every time you park them? Are you taking the gym clothes out of the trunk and the basketball and all the stuff out? Depends on who you are, yeah. I mean... I had college roommates who left dishes. You'd open the, you know, look we, in the cabinet. and There's yeah. no more dishes and they're not in the dishwasher. And you're like, Doug, um, yeah. all the plates that are rattling around from the muffins you have every mm-hmm. morning, they're in your, in the floorboards of your car.
0: We for- had a guy that used to shoot for us <sighs> that he would show up because he would eat on, he would eat while commuting in Los Angeles. And he showed up to the shoot one day and we literally saw plates from four different meals in his Ultima. This is not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. One of the the best things, yeah. and, and you and I have talked about it before. My wife keeps almost nothing in her car, and kudos to her. She, she keeps just a clean she just car. she pulls everything out of the car, which is cool. And you know that is something where you can you know you can find stuff. It's kind of nice. Anyway, Ben Chen wrote in on Facebook and said, uh, "I always look back at my car when I walk away." Uh, but I also feel really just bad about myself when I do this. Is this a bad thing? He has happens to have an orange BMW M6 Grand Coupe. Ooh. Ben, oh. Ben, 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 have you heard the opening of our show? <laughs> Actually, it was probably a year or so ago. But we used to have that in our opening commentary. We want you to have a car that makes you look back. That's that's the <laughs> point. We want you to be able to look at your car and just be like,
1: "That's my car." You look back at your car. Who cares, man? My dad that's always cool told me you're your not car. supposed to do that. And I'm like, I look back. I look back for a number of reasons. A, to admire my car, but B, to make sure, am I not the jerk? You know, I, I parked correctly and I'm straight and I'm, I'm going to be fine so people don't get mad at me and ding my door. And Is it locked? I, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I just look back, just making sure, just, you know, a little stress relief. But yeah, I do look back like, ooh, look at that angle.
0: You know, you know I, look, and I think it depends to the, the uniqueness and your personal love of your car. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, I have a disease about this. When I park the Lotus somewhere, <laughs> I just park the Lotus and I I'll walk away and it'll be like, look back at that. That looks really cool. That looks cool. And then I'll come out later and be like, that looks really cool. <laughs> it's all bad. <laughs> but but here's the thing. This is what we want you to feel. So I love that you feel that Ben because we want you to have a car that when you look, even if you don't look back, mm. when you return to it, you're just you're excited to see the glimpse of the bumper and
1: oh there it is. That there is my
0: car. There it is. That's cool. <laughs>
1: It's funny. All right. Question from Ariopolis on Instagram saying that we like brightly colored cars or we seem to at least we do. I certainly do. Yes. What about wheels? I am going to say an addendum to the thing that I had last week. I think it was last week when we we're talking about OEM wheel designs and the design and the color can be very much competing. So yeah, yeah. you've seen them before. You've got, you know, a crazy bronze or a gold on a mm. really crazy design and it's just too much. And if that's your intent and you live in Miami Beach or something like that then <laughs> wonderful but I I am not a fan of the color coded wheels the color the wheels that are the same color as the car I agree with that not really a fan of that mm-hmm. the interior trim that GTS has actually warned me to all the interior trim <laughs> yeah a bit, I know I especially know especially with the hand painted vent slats I'm so glad they were hand painted $1,200 option that uh, I didn't pay for some guy standing there with a paint gun going Pretty much just That'll be twelve hundred dollars, please. Pretty much. Special order. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of crisp and clean and subtle, and the car is the first read and the wheels are the second read. Because mm, okay. yeah, yeah. the cars that the have wheels that are the first thing you see. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, okay. Too much. I, yeah. It's just overkill. I want to see the car, the design first, mm. and the wheels really complement it. Ah. Mm. Uh, the caveat is white wheels on a Safari 911 or a rally type of car. Okay, okay. the vintage yeah. look. Okay, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. White can work. I do like the bronze, but they're subtle. Like on the Expedition, they're very subtle. Mm-hmm. Bronze, mm-hmm. you know, big car. And so they're kind of a secondary read. I'm, I'm liking the bronze thing, yeah. but just generally speaking, the bright color wheels on a bright car, not really feeling it. It's just it's, a little too it much.
0: Can, it can be a bridge too far. I, I typically like silver. I don't like chrome. I typically like silver. Yeah, I've never liked Chrome. I don't really like black wheels most of the time, though. I have black ones on the Lancer because that's what it came with, and I'm I'm actually okay with it. Even though I think I'd still like to have silver on that as well. Then of course you get things like the STI where you get it in blue and it kind of needs the gold wheels. That's kind of the history of the car. that's one of my few exceptions. True. I'll give you you that. Uh, What there was a there was a 911. You should know this. There was a 911 that had historically had uh, those like neon green wheels was a race car, I think.
1: Okay. I feel You're like, I feel like, like I'm envisioning 959 that. 959
0: or something? I don't know. I feel like I'm envisioning that. So I feel like that can work, but it has to have history. But, man, it mm-hmm. gets obnoxious when your wheels are, are super bright, I, I feel like. But maybe that's crazy. Side note real quick. If you haven't been to everydaydriver.com and hit the store tab, we are going to be consistently updating that. We just added back, hello, our 50 Years of 9-11 shirt. Oh, yes. Hasn't point. been available for a bit. It is back now. That is that really cool – it's the silhouettes – a nice, uh, it's actually art that you did, Paul. It's the silhouettes of all Mm -hmm. of the Mm 911s with the Everyday Driver logo on the back of the shirt. It's a very cool shirt. In fact, mine has shrunk and I should get another one. I just realized that. I should get one. But it is back on the store. We also have that very cool icon logo for the uh, M3 film. You did that logo as well. And the American Original shirts are up there as well. If you like any of those car marks or you like those films, you can get all of these things on our store. That is everydaydriver.com. Hit the store tab. That puts you on Amazon to get not only our merchandise, but a bunch of things that we actually use that you guys have asked about. Design books from you, gear from us, movies we've talked about can all be found right there.
1: Right. All right. King Andrew, 68 83 Instagram. What we think of the Super Bowl car ads? Super Bowl just happened. Mm-hmm. Especially Kinda. the Supra and the Audi e-tron. I believe that was Greg Tracy driving the Supra in the pinball ad. If you haven't believe seen so. it, it was yep. pretty clever was because cool you're ad, pinballing yep. your way through life, and it's actually a nimble. I liked. I liked the Supra styling. I like it. I can't wait to drive it. I I'm drive it too. Yeah, digging this car, and I liked the What Audi's doing? They're just so tech, and tech just intrigues me. I'm such a fan. I'm hoping the driving experience is pretty good in the Etron. Mm. The Etron, Etron. I'm I'm looking forward to that car as well, but I like what they're doing. It's it's hard pressed for me to dislike a car commercial unless it's a car that, you know, I just don't like, like a Blazer. The new Blazer.
0: Because the Blazer is without personality. If you make a car with personality, hopefully you will give it a car
1: commercial with personality. Hopefully. Yeah, they have to tie hopefully. them together for yeah. sure and and usually they do. I mean, the Porsche commercials. It was
0: interesting to see getting. the positioning of electric In that Audi commercial, though, yeah, that 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 electric is the new dream. I thought that was fascinating because you had definitely tying. You had the e-tron, and then you had the cars under covers in the back that are suggested that those are also electric. And that was the thing It was just like, when you daydream now, your because he was a guy in a cubicle, when you daydream now, you're daydreaming about electric cars. That <laughs> yeah. subtext I thought was very interesting. That was clever. I don't know that I agree based on things we talked about on this podcast because I don't think that's ever going to become the volume seller. But it's going to exist and there's going to be very cool ones, not only this year but in the years going forward. There's going to be cool electric cars. And let's be honest, we all know the thing they're great at is uh, is going really quickly all of a sudden?
1: Yeah, they that's all can. that's actually an interesting point because I'm now starting to see news articles, and not just from automotive media outlets, but just general news about how the question: Have car companies overestimated the future demand for electric cars? I think so. Have, have they now got these infrastructures, and they're redeveloping and reimagining the future of transportation? We're not a car company; we make transportation. Like, mm-hmm. okay, we. I, fine i still think
0: there's a lithium I, supply and
1: demand question
0: i think that's rattling part of around it here yeah
1: i absolutely think that factors in the equation and i do think there's so much hype around it mm-hmm. but nobody's still actually integrating an electric car into their life the tycon the i mean the bolt is really kind of the i mean entry level as mm-hmm. far as a good electric car the you bolt, can buy a leaf and an i for used yeah. of course yeah but you know it's it's a Big decision. It's a big step, and I don't think as many people as car companies now are estimating. I don't think they're. I don't think they're there.
0: You have to be, and I actually heard of a story today, literally today, from a friend of mine. You have to be in a situation where the electric car suddenly, based on your situation, makes more sense than the gas car, and that's going to change person yeah. to person. And the reason I bring yeah. up this conversation today, a friend of mine today was talking about he was going to various companies. He, he was shooting a commercial about our local power area, like the Rocky Mountain Power, Pacific Power. He's shooting a commercial for them. And so as a result of this, they were doing like a lot of little web profiles on companies that were doing interesting things with, with electrics and renewable energy and that kind of thing. And he interviewed this one business owner who took his business parking lot. He owned the business park. He took his business parking lot, and he wired it up for like 55. It was over 50, 55 electric cars. Wow. And they had, like, the prime parking right up front. Wow. At the time he did it, there were only a couple electric cars being driven by employees at the company. <laughs> and shortly after he did this, all the spaces were full. Oh, really? Because, so he was talking okay. about okay. this equation made more people to buy electrics. Look, this is not a discussion about save the planet. This is better. I'm not saying better or worse, but I'm saying that situation, that employer went, if you build it, they will come, essentially. That drove the demand. And if his, you want the prime spaces, and now you, if you think about it, if uh. you're one of his employees, you can buy an electric car, not put a charger in your house. Save yourself a few thousand dollars, not put a charger in your house. Drive to work, get prime parking, mm-hmm. and charge your car at work.
1: Mm-hmm. so
0: mm-hmm. i use that as an example of as electric cars become that that's not only something because right now they're at this place where i'll buy one and figure out how to adjust my life to it
1: as right. people's right. lives that's where they can at look now.
0: at exactly by and large we are if people start looking at situations and i've known people in la that were in this situation where they looked at their life and went no no if i had an electric car it'd actually be easier everybody's going to buy an electric car But it's going to be a very personal, my lifestyle fits Mm -hmm. this, or I'm going to
1: adapt my lifestyle to do so. And the electric car has to be good enough to do that. There's not a huge jump in, well, I've got to go way out of my way now, and, well, I've got to leave 40 minutes earlier now, and and, and all that kind of stuff. That's a no-go. We've reached enough range
0: now that Mm we're at that place, which is great. But that doesn't mean that your personal infrastructure is
1: lined up to do it. Yeah, true. Guys, thanks so much for your questions. Charlie KNYC, you are not crazy. You did just see the preview for the Mazda AutoZam AZ1 and Suzuki Cappuccino. <laughs> it's coming out. As yeah. an episode that is coming. And yes, we're huge. No, we did not get 5.8 scale Pauls and Todds to get in these cars. We're enormous we should have Todd it, had trouble it's it's, we'll it's like a clown car episode I, I'm very excited I, I didn't actually use any clown music in the episode maybe that was a missed you
0: opportunity could have, yeah. but it is a fun episode for sure
1: yeah you'll, you'll have to wait for that so that's coming and that was a fun review in uh, in Washington so guys thanks again for all your questions we're definitely looking forward to next time cheers everyone